0: This is the Retail Politics Podcast. Here we strive to give you the best political information about your nation. One download at a time. Here's your host, former congressional correspondent and award-winning reporter, Jerry Shields. In 1968, legendary CBS News anchor Walter Cronkite delivered a statement on the air stating that the Vietnam War, at best, would result in a stalemate. The announcement became known in history as the Cronkite moment and caused the president of the time, Lyndon Johnson, to state, I've lost Cronkite, I've lost middle America. Liberal opinion writers in America have begun bashing President Joseph Biden about his handling National and international affairs. Has Biden reached his Cronkite moment? Evidence that he cannot win re election in 2024. Our guest today is Bill Straub, a former White House and political correspondent for the Scripps Hour News Service and currently a contributing opinion writer for the Northern Kentucky Tribune.
1: Welcome, buddy. What do you know, Jer? How's it going?
0: <laughs> it's good to hear from yeah, you. So, uh, I saw the cracks in this liberal side of the media, uh, you know, going against Biden recently. I think Maureen Dow was the one that surprised me the most. And this is what she said. Biden was elected to be not Trump, to be a comfortable old shoe. He overpromised and underdelivered. People wanted competence and stability and instead got incompetence and instability. Ouch! That's one of the liberals. What do you think of all this?
1: I I I think it's overstated for, for, for a couple of reasons. Uh, for, first of all, people forget when uh, Reagan uh, was president, uh, beginning in uh, 1981, for the first uh, two, even part of three years of his administration, it was a mess uh, that uh, uh, inflation was still high. There were all sorts of problems, and uh, there was questions about uh, whether he would be reelected. And uh, in 84, of course, he had the great one of the greatest uh majorities in in history it's, it's way too early to to write anybody off particularly now because i think one of the major thing that's that's holding him uh, holding biden back is uh is covid if you look at the polls every time uh, the the uh rates go down his his popularity goes up and what, once it comes up again like we're we're going through now his popularity goes down so it it it's and it's something, frankly, he has little uh, control over. So I, do, I just don't think that it, it's, uh, And it, you know, in, in three more years, it could be gone and everything could be fine. Right. And uh, he could still uh, reta- regain his popularity.
0: Dana Milbank, uh, he did a column on uh, he had a, an organization called Fiscal Note actually review 200,000 articles that were written um, for the first 11 months of Trump's presidency and the first 11 months of Biden's. And he was saying that uh, Biden has gotten more criticism than Trump and more negative press. And this was an interesting line that he said, my colleagues in the media are serving as accessories to the murder of democracy. So <laughs> he, he was saying, hey, I'm seeing a lot of um, uh, you know the liberal media Really going after Biden? Are you seeing it, and what's it going to do to his stature?
1: Well, I'm I'm seeing it, but uh, some of it's deserved. For instance, the withdrawal from Afghanistan at at, at the outset was just a mess, a bloody mess, uh, uh, and it was it was chaos. It was poorly planned. Uh, they they say they had plans, but it's like. Uh, Mike Tyson's famous uh, line that everybody's got to play until they get punched. Well, they got punched in. A, they they got punched in Afghanistan, and uh, and it, it wound up okay. You know, okay, not great, but okay. They got 120,000 something uh, people out of there, but he also left a lot of uh, uh, native Afghans that helped uh, American forces while they were there, and he doesn't seem to be all that uh, upset about having left them. So that, and so he got a lot of bad coverage right there, and and frankly, most of it was deserved. But he's also now getting bad coverage about uh, inflation, which frankly he doesn't have a whole lot of control over. If you're going to argue about inflation, you probably ought to uh, 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 put it on the the banks, uh, and uh, and also, you know, he has succeeded in in getting a couple really big. Uh, bills done the the infrastructure bill which they've talked about for a long time, and uh, and also the the recovery bill. But he's get where he's getting the negative coverage is over the the the, the better bill the the three B bill that's going on now that the uh, uh, the Republicans in in consort with uh, two Democrats uh, uh, Joe Manchin and uh, so. S- Whatever it I'm yeah. sorry. Yeah. <laughs> in Arizona, are 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 holding up? So, it, some of it's deserved, and some of it's not, and and uh, but a lot of it was front loaded because of Afghanistan. I think.
0: Now, do you think that the media, like someone like a Dowd or or someone like that, feels that they have to do this to be fair, or are they just kicking Biden in the pants, hoping that he'll do whatever they want?
1: I I think there's some of that. I also think that's a. The, the uh, conservative media, the Fox News, the, uh, you know, the Washington Examiner and, and other different sort of publications like that, National Review to a certain extent, are, are piling on uh, because of the, w- what they saw was going on during the the Trump administration. So, yeah, there's a lot of negative uh, reports coming out. A lot of it is, most of it, I would say, is, is covered from the conservative uh, media. And yeah. they are a lot more prolific now than they were say eight four or eight years ago when sure. when obama was president you know it's yeah. really picked up since then uh it's through uh, used through social media facebook and all those sort of things uh and uh, it, it's it's just come to uh the point where conservative media is not going to give them a, a break at all anymore and yeah. they'll They'll say it's because the, the, the what they view as the liberal media, which is really the mainstream right. media, yeah. uh, was uh, tough on uh, Trump, although, frankly, they probably weren't tough enough on Trump when you look at his, mm-hmm. his record and things he said.
0: Mm-hmm. Now, it was interesting because I saw Savannah Guthrie on NBC News, and um, I've never been impressed with her. I think she's taken a seat that uh, probably shouldn't be taken. I, I, we grew up with uh, Katie Couric and Diane Sawyer and Leslie yeah. Stahl, who were just legends. And so um, Guthrie's interviewing Kamala Harris, and she says, um, you know, I'm looking through this transcript, and President Biden said that, you know, the, you know, midterm elections, you know, he'll see if they had something to do with, him saying something like we'll see if they're honest or something like that. And so she was jumping on Kamala Harris saying, "Oh, was he going to be like Trump and say the election was thrown <laughs> and 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 you know, it was basically, look, these state legislatures are changing these these lecture laws so what we'll see what will happen is what he was saying but she just kept drilling in on this thing i guess she thought she had a scoop or something but it was kind of ridiculous um every president sees this you know we talk about approval ratings and um i think his is in the low 40s i think obama was there yeah. i think trump was there eventually you get there <laughs> how big are those approval ratings
1: uh they're well you know they're a guide they're they're not uh, uh... Uh, the be all and end all the the, your, the candidates are interested in, in, in approval ratings when they're, they're running for re-election, frankly, right. or running for election the first time. Right. But uh, it's, it's something you, you don't want to get, you know, nobody wants to, nobody in politics wants to be unpopular, you know, right. that, that, uh, uh, because that, that means that there's a certain amount of the people you're supposed to be representing don't think you're doing a good job and you have to reflect on why they think you're not doing a good job. Right. Uh, so it's it's more of a guidepost than than anything else. I, and and it, and it goes up and down, and it's all according, according to the season, all according to what the issues are and what everybody's feeling at, at this particular time. I, I you know it, it's it's always concerned. Like I said, a lot of presidents and uh, uh, Biden, particularly, started off on a, a pretty high note. He was over fifty percent. Right. Uh, and then Afghan came, Afghanistan came, and he he shifted down in the 40s. Then inflation started, and and frankly, in, inflation's a, a bad problem. I, you you probably remember Jerry back in the the 70s when we had double-digit inflation. And, wow,
0: and, uh, wow. People, people wow.
1: couldn't afford to buy houses. It was a, sure. a real sure. mess. Yeah, we had gas lines. A, a we, had, real...
0: we had the gas lines, remember? Yeah, you used to have even odd day. And you had an even day if your plate was a six or a four, and you had odd days, three and five. And, you know, when people talk about inflation, now, I'm like, yeah, you don't remember.
1: <laughs> compared to what we experienced back in like the 80 uh 80s when Carter uh, was was president there's nothing like that was and and you mentioned gas prices people are mad because gas gas is going up and what now what uh, Biden has to do with uh increased gas prices I don't know but all these things get associated with with the president inflation uh, uh, gas prices things that right. he has absolutely no control over, and that that and and a lot of the things that are going on now are you know are are difficult for, for folks, understandably, and they tend they tend to take it out on who's ever president at the particular time. If things pick up uh, within, over the next three years, and you know it, it's liable to. Uh, I don't yeah. I don't think inflation is is going to go on for for three years. Uh, right. Gas right. prices, you know, people it'll settle down and, and, and be at a particular peep place and people get used to it. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, and you you just can't uh, predict what's going to happen in 2024, in right. the early part of 2022. Yeah. And
0: we were talking about the approval ratings there for a minute. Do the legislators, does the Congress vote based on what they're seeing in those approval ratings, do you think? I mean, if you're in a, if you're in a kind of a midland district, you're half Democrat, half Republican, do you look at those voter approval numbers and say, hey, I better go with the whatever?
1: It it hasn't really seemed to be that way so far. First of all, every Republican, or you know, there might be two or three in the House. There might be one or two in the Senate. Other other than that, every Republican is going to vote against whatever it is Biden proposes. Right. Uh. So it, it, it that has nothing, not really nothing to do with the uh, uh, approval ratings. That just has to do with politics that mm-hmm. they're going to oppose uh, Biden, whatever he comes up with. Uh, Democrats so far in the in the House. Uh, and where there's a very small margin of error, you know, I think there's only five more Democrats in the House than there are Republicans. The 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 Democrats in the House have stuck together pretty well. Yeah. Uh. The, and in the Senate, uh, frankly, the Senate Democrats have stuck together, uh, pretty well, except for two. Yeah. Uh, but they're the they're they're the ones that are now uh, uh responsible uh, for. Uh, blocking any anything that he wants to do as far as uh, the the economy is concerned. Yeah. That uh, yeah. and, and they deserve uh, uh, criticism for that. But it's also fair to know there's, that there's 50 Republicans there, too, and all 50 Republicans are against everything he does. So yeah. that just yeah. makes things more difficult.
0: It is interesting, though, in the sense that, um, you know, I was out last night with some people and there was a woman and she was a Republican, but she did not vote for Trump. And she was sitting there saying, well, at least Trump kept the economy right. You know, at least Trump, you know, at least the economy was better under Trump. And you you mentioned it a little bit. Um, what does a president have? What kind of impact does he have on the economy?
1: The odd thing about that is that the economy, save for inflation, is a lot better off now than when Trump was president. You know, mm-hmm. uh, unemployment is down. Uh, wages are up. Uh, the, uh, the stock market is, uh, uh, hit an all time high while he was here. So, mm-hmm. you know, the economy is not that bad. Infl- inflation is a concern. Uh, and it, you don't want, but I think inflation to a certain extent is a carryover from, uh, the first two years of, uh, of COVID and nothing, nothing, everything stood still basically. Mm-hmm. Then all of a sudden, mm-hmm. two years later, whatever, whatever. It, it just uh, rolled up a little bit, yeah. so it, it's 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 not good. All the economists I hear talking say it, it's it's uh, temporary. It, it's not going to last. The Federal Reserve is going to increase uh, uh, interest rates, and uh, th- that will slow down uh, spending. Some, and uh, that that will be fine. But you know, as far as inflation is concerned, he has relatively little that that he can do about it. Most most of the faith about inflation is is invested in the Federal Reserve, he appoints people to the Federal Reserve, but they're free Mm -hmm. to do whatever they they think is necessary once they're there.
0: Right, right. But I think... You're right. I mean, if if the gas, if the your gas is up 30, 30 then cents a gallon, you're going to blame Brian. I have a friend who she's a home health care worker. So she drives around in her car and she's like, look, this is killing me. This is cutting into my salary. And she's saying, I'm going to vote for the other side now. And she's a Democrat. And it's just like, but um, it is, you know, we remember Clinton Clinton running and uh, James Carvell and him what the Campaign was, it's the economy, stupid. And um, they do get tagged with the economy, whether they're having an impact on it or not. And with inflation, it's kind of interesting. You were mentioned in the early 80s with Reagan. I remember that time. I mean, I was just reading. I went back to read the story where there was a big story about the Dow hitting 1,000 for the first time. And one thousand. Now it's at thirty-five thousand. Yeah. And uh unemployment twenty percent, you know, when Reagan took over, inflation was crazy. And even through the two thousand eight, um, you know, kind of falling out, I was like I was waiting for that inflation to come back because we haven't had inflation. I can't remember the last time. Yeah, we had 2002,
1: inflation. I think, was the last yeah, time. Yeah, I was, I was
0: gonna say it had to be back towards inflation Clinton's. Problem. Uh, and and man, I mean, we're lucky that we have not had that inflation uh, situation. But it, it is the economy, stupid, right? I mean, we we it doesn't matter what's going on right now; it's going to be matter what happens in 2024. And uh,
1: yeah, it, yeah, it's 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 oh, the economy is always the the uh, no matter how you know you can dice it up a little bit, uh, say uh, inflation, jobs, or something like that. People will react to uh, that, but but the economy taken as the whole is is usually paramount but uh, you know nowadays the other things are starting to come up too but uh, in uh, Kentucky's a state I know pretty well and uh, and actually the the uh, economy under uh the governor Be- uh, uh, governor bashir and and uh, the democratic administration's actually pretty good but people are these days seem more concerned about uh, issues like uh abortion and guns and things like that. So there's a large percentage of people that are, are voting these days on uh, social issues. And that's, right. that's where, uh, and that, that's a big divide in the country because most of the larger states, California, uh, New York, New Jersey, places like that are, you know, are, are fairly liberal as far as social ideas, but you know, the middle of the country is become, it seems, Increasingly conservative, where those issues are concerned, and that's where uh, he might be experiencing problems too. How about
0: the midterms? What is the effect, the impact of inflation and the economy going to have on these races in November? Do you think?
1: Well, if you listen to folks now, it's going to have that. Uh, uh, it, it's almost sure that uh, if you if you if you uh, pay attention to the polls and what people are saying, that uh, Republicans will likely uh, assume control of, of the House. Uh, The Senate is a a different issue uh, because the Republicans uh, still have a lot more uh, seats to defend in November than Democrats do. And there's uh, seats opening in like uh, Pennsylvania, for instance, is uh, a lot of people think Pennsylvania, which has a Republican uh, senator there now who's retiring, uh, that that uh, Pennsylvania uh, might pick up uh north carolina might might do the same because there there's a good candidate uh, down there so it's hard to tell right now the senate is is 50 50 uh mm-hmm. so uh, uh mm-hmm. if there's very little room uh margin for error there for either party uh mm-hmm. frankly and uh so that, senate's a whole lot more difficult to predict what's going to happen if things mm-hmm. pick up uh, but before November, you'd have to think that Democrats have a, a, a good uh, shot at uh, maintaining it. But uh, it's it's touch and go.
0: We got Doctor Oz running in Pennsylvania. Isn't that great? <laughs> that's a wild one. we uh, will definitely be an interesting guy. Young... If he won, yeah. he'd
1: be the third senator from New Jersey, I think. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I guess he would. Um, and, uh, you see the house go Democrat, I mean, go Republican in November, do you think the house?
1: It's it's, it's looking that way. I I mean, uh, you got to remember that and uh, look at the last election. Uh <clears throat> Biden beat uh, Trump by 7 million votes. Trump mm-hmm. says that's not true, but you know you and I and everybody else knows that's true. Uh <clears throat> but regardless Even though they lost uh, the presidency, Republicans gained in the House. And uh, there's a whole lot uh, more uh, Democratic seats that are uh, toss-ups than there are Republican seats. Right. So uh, you you got to think that Republicans will will take, but uh, it's not a sure thing yet. There's no telling what's going to happen between now and then.
0: So you've seen a lot of presidents. um, And what do you see this administration, what do you see it mostly like?
1: Mostly like in what regard?
0: What presidential administration is kind of went through kind of the same things we're going through here with uh, with Biden. Well,
1: I guess you should say the Carter yeah the Carter administration to this point. Yeah. Uh
0: yeah. The uh, uh,
1: you got to have the, the the Iran problem that that Carter ran into. Uh, you know, yeah. uh, compared to Afghanistan, Afghanistan was obviously a lot less uh, mm-hmm. problematic than iran was but it was uh, something like that and the economies uh, uh questions about inflation are there yeah. uh, and, uh and stuff like that and uh C- carter actually was uh, was a better president than people give him credit for but uh they they it just reached the point where they, they wanted to go people wanted to go in a different direction and they could do that with biden too but uh if uh, like I said, three years from now we'll see about that. But yeah, I think I think you can make a comparison between Biden and Carter.
0: And Carter was a one-term president. That's and when Carter Reagan was a one-term president. And, uh, yeah, that's right. And uh, what do you think Biden has to do to recover here?
1: Uh, I think he needs to get this this bill passed for one thing. He he's going to have a uh, Supreme Court uh, appointment, and it's, it'll be important to, uh, to get that through. And uh, the he he's got his. Work cut out for him in that regard. because like I talked about the the conservative uh, media is that is not uh, going to give him a break, and they keep on making these reports about how he's a a dullard and too old to serve, and that uh, uh, he, he you know he's he's uh, losing his his grip because of his age and things like that, and that does seem to be having some sort of impact. And I don't know how how you go other than to show that you're you're on top of your game. I don't know how you get around that, but mm-hmm. people are going to have to start, uh, uh, picking up for him on that.
0: Yeah. How about his supporters? Are you seeing, I mean, are you seeing people out there defending him as they should?
1: No, not really. I think, I think they could do a better job. In fact, uh, I, I, my understanding is, well, he was in Pennsylvania for, for something the other day. Uh, and, and the, the, there a couple of the, democratic Senate candidates, uh, Decided not to attend because they didn't want to be associated with him, hmm. and uh, the the same thing happened uh, with the gubernatorial candidate down in Georgia when he went uh, down there. So there are people mm-hmm. keeping their distance, and that's that's never good, yeah, uh, for a, a candidate because people notice that, and Surely people they do. Right, will think that the,
0: they're doing it for a reason. And uh, Stacey Abrams did not go to that right, one. Right, down that in Georgia. Yeah, that was a yeah. fascinating one because uh, she was pretty much you know, giving credit for his victory uh, right. because she she turned out the votes in Georgia, and Georgia he carried Georgia, which was you know was a phenomenal victory for him. So, yeah, that that can't be good. Those signs and 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 just kind of getting back, that's that's kind of the thing we were talking about with Dowd. You know, coming out and 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 bashing the president. I mean, they know what the alternative is, and does this give? the other side ammunition to say, Hey, even they are saying their guy's not a good guy.
1: Exactly. I I think it's sort of self-defeating when you uh, refuse to appear on the same stage with uh, a president of your own party, uh, because people question whether uh, your loyalty to the party, what, when you do that. And, and it doesn't uh, uh, help the president uh, uh, get people's confidence going. And uh, if people's confidence in the president is going, the, the people are going to have confidence in, in you if you're running. So I don't know uh, who who gives those uh, uh, recommendations to just not show up when the, the president's there. I, I just yeah, don't think it sure. makes any sense.
0: Well, we have confidence in you, buddy. And I, I appreciate you. <laughs> Uh, we have confidence in the Mets too right what's the Mets looking like this year well
1: well, well uh, I, I have confidence in the Mets I don't have a confidence that they're going to get this uh these negotiations done anytime soon <laughs> it's uh it's uh, uh it, it's a terrible feeling when you're uh, less than two weeks away from spring training and they're they're still uh pounding the table I'm, and it's uh uh I'm much more upset about this than I am about the conditions in Washington.
0: Than inflation, that's right. Uh, exactly. Than the Ukraine. This negotiation is more important than the Ukraine. At least a, a, a little more immediacy, for sure. Well, thanks again, buddy. We'll have you all again. I appreciate you jumping in and helping us out this week. Jerry,
1: anytime.
0: All right, thanks, pal. And we will be back next week with another thrilling edition of the Retail Politics Podcast. Until then, always remember to read beyond the headlines. Have a great week!
1: With The Front Row, award-winning reporter Gerard Shields takes you into the vanishing world of print news to a time when stories were reported, not invented or twisted. Imagine you have press credentials in The Front Row with Shields throughout his decades-long newspaper career covering political corruption, scandal, and heroics during the critical events of our time. With dozens of Amazon 5-star reviews, Shields' latest work, The Front Row is a passionate study of American journalism while delivering his own invaluable life lessons. The Front Row by Gerard Shields. Available now at Amazon.com.